0: Yeah, good night, everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Thanks everyone for joining. Okay, we have uh, three uh, incredible Shirim today. First, we're going to start with uh, five electrifying ideas on the parasha. Let's begin in the Devray Torah. Uh, that, again, if anybody wants to uh, subscribe to, please go to our site. And uh, RabbiDG.com, you just hit subscribe, and that's all you need to do. You get it automatically. This week's Parsha is Parshas Vayetze, and uh, here we have it. <coughs> uh, a very interesting idea for the Nachas David. Nachas David is from the Tamide Hagra, and he has a sefer, drasha is based of it. And he points out that Chazal Se Vayikatz Yaakov Mishnasay. Yaakov woke up from his sleep. The Medrash Rabbah brings the opinion of Rabbi Yoichran that Vayikatz Yaakov Mishinasai Mi Mishnasai. He woke up from his learning. So it seems like a play on words, but what is the basis to Darshan Mishinasai Mi Mishnasai from his learning? <clears throat> so the says as follows Firstly, Obviously, he woke up from his his sleep. What else do you wake up from? It could have just said, V'yikatz Yaakov, like it says, vaikats P'aroi. The word, Mishnasai, is extra. So that signals, we Mi Mishnasai. Furthermore, the result of this dream is, V'hine Hashem standing on top of the ladder. And the Gemara says in Tamit, Tana Ravchiyah, Chalai Oisik b'Torah b'La'ila Shchina Kinegdo. Anyone who learns Torah at night, the Shchina is opposite him. So if the Shchina is present, that implies that Yaakov Avinu was not just sleeping, but in fact he was learning. Now we have the pasuk Vayachaloyim v'Hinei Sulam Mutsav And behold, a ladder was stationed on the ground. The Shlach Chodosh writes that this ladder is a metaphor. To how we should conduct ourselves in this world. The reality of our existence is such that we need to have two, two, two feet perched on the ground. We have to be grounded with our feet on the ground. However, our minds, our thoughts, our dreams, our aspirations should always be directed. So, this Sula, Mutzav Artsa, is not just a dream, but more than that, it's a metaphor to how we need to conduct ourselves. In this world, let's take a look at the uh, Ben La Ashwi. <clears throat> Parshas Va And here we go. Again, if anybody wants to subscribe to uh, our Torah. By the way, we have a very interesting uh, trip coming up in December at the very end of the year. This is not for the faint hearted, this is a very unique opportunity. Um, we have a special arrangement with the ambassador, and that is for the yard side of the Smeichas Chachamim, have Naphtali Katz, we will have access to the ancient Bate Kfarois in Turkey, in Izmir and Istanbul. So if anybody w- wants to join us, we have a very high-level security um, and actually a very uh, elite trip. If anybody wants to join us, please contact us. We're going to put the information on the site. Okay. Now, let us see the Ben-La-Ashri. Um, we're going to... This is a very interesting idea. You know, Yaakov Avinu is Masake in Tefilas Arvis. Did anybody ever think for a moment, Okay, Yaakov Avinu is Mastake in Mariv. Why now? This was after Yaakov Avinu learned for 14 years. He was, uh, what, 77 years old? So... Why was he Misaki Mariv today? Why didn't he ever do it before? What took him so long? Why Dafka now? On that fateful night on the Harabayas, was he Mesake Mariv? So he said, well, this was his uh, one chance to pray on the Harabayas. But it might be more than that, because we know that <laughs> Yaakov Avinu slept there because the sun set. Which means it was a premature sunset. So as Yaakov Avinu was probably preparing himself to daven mincha, all of a sudden, bam, the sun set, and Yaakov Avinu, of course, followed the Mishnah that you don't daven Marv after the mincha after the shkia, right? The says it's better to daven mincha before the shkia than to daven after. But even besides that, it seems like not only did the Shkia come, but even the Tzis HaKachavim came. So then, L'chola Deos, he can't daven Mincha. You know why Yaakov Vino is Masakim Says the Tzadik Renadev, because he missed Mincha. And what's the halach if a person misses a tefillah? So you daven the next tefillah twice. So what did Yaakov Inu have to do? He needed to daven two But Yaakov Inu literally could not wait the entire night to be able to be Davin, uh, Tfilas Tashlumen. So this is why Yaakov Davin, Marev. Everybody wants to know, you know, why if he if he was Masaki in why now? The answer is this was the only time in Yaakov Inu's life that he missed Tfilas Mincha. Why did he miss Tfilas Mincha? He was an oinus. It was Shaka Chama Shaloi Be So that's a very interesting... Um, idea. Next idea. It says that Yaakovinu went to learn in the Yeshiva Shema um for 14 years. Rashi says he slept in that place, but in the base Ever he didn't sleep at night. Why did he need to go to the base Ever? That's the Yeshiva he learned in his entire life. Of course he on the Pasuk that Yaakov Avinu Ishtam Yoisei V'Oihalim, which Oihal was Yaakov stationed at? Oil of Shame and the Oil of Eber. So if Avinu was in the Oil of Eber his whole life, why did he need another 14 years? So the Ben Loh Shri quotes the Oistrugster, who says a really an amazing thing. He says there's a difference between the Yoisei V'Oihalim of Yaakov Avinu, which is Oil of Shame and Oil of Eber, and then when he went to the base aver, because you ever wonder, it says that the fourteen years he was in the base aver, he didn't sleep at night. Well, he also learned in that yeshiva in his youth. In his youth, he did sleep at night. What dafka? The fourteen years later on, he didn't sleep at night. So the Ben Lushri says like this: like all good yeshivas, the yeshiva She'ima Ever had many branches. You know, all yeshivas had branches. Um, you know, in Europe, the biggest network of yeshivas that were basically all destroyed in the Holocaust were the Navardic. Navardic had, I believe, hundreds of yeshivas throughout Europe. And so too, yeshiva shamed Me'eber. They had a branch in Israel, in Eretz Israel, near where Yaakovino lived, and that's where he learned in his youth. That was the oihel of Eber. But that wasn't the bias of Eber. Eber lived may Hanor, Hanar and so in Yaakov Inu's youth, he learned in the Oyel of Eber. Now, if you're learning in a branch of a yeshiva, the learning is not as good as in the mothership. So Yaakov Inu, Taka went to sleep at night. But then when he realized that he needed to go, and he needed to go to the house of Laban, Yaakov Inu would not settle for the branch of the Oyel of Eber. So he went to the bias of Eber. That's Meduyuk in Rashi. Rashi says, Kan Shachav Avu Yudalahshona shashimes bevei saver the house of aver not the oil of the house of ever loy shakhav belaila so that's an interesting khadash that there's a difference between the base ever and the uh of ever. here's also another uh, interesting idea And Mepharshim asks, it says, asher I will give maiser to you. Why does the word lach appear? Aaser a'asrenu I will give maiser to you. Obviously, just say, Aaser a'asrenu, I will give my sir What's lach? Why the double lashen of lach? And uh, the ben loch says, You know, There's nothing that's not alluded to in the Torah. <clears throat> we know the Gemara says in Yevamus, we're almost there on that and base, that Ezra penalized the Levium not to give Maser to the only to give Maser to the Kohanim. Why? Because when, when Ezra called everyone to return to rebuild Yushalayim, the Levium didn't come. The only Levium that came were the old Levium that had bit off their thumbs. No young Levium came. So Ezra canas, that from now on, Meiser would only be given to the kaihanim and not the Leviim. Now we know there's a concept that God is a kaien. So where is how is Ezra just allowed to take meiser away from the Leviim and give it to the kaihanim? I mean, he's being oiker davar shakasa b'tayra. Where is there a remez in the Torah that the meiser will one day be given to the kaihanim? So the Ben LaShu says it's in this pasuk. We'll give Meister to you, God. You God are a We're going to take it away from the Levi'im. Okay, those are our five offerings. But I have to tell you one sixth one because uh, this is, this is outrageous. This one is great. You know all the mepharshim struggle. Yaakov kissed Rachel. How could he do such a thing? Rachel was uh, a young lady. A Yaakov Vinu, the tzaddik he kissed her, says the Ben La Shri. You have to. He, how do you think he kissed her? He kissed her like a Sfardi, not like an Ashkenazi. When when Ashkenazim says the Ben La when the Torah comes by, the Ashkenazim they put their mouth on the mantle, and they expectorate all their phlegm and mucus all over the mantle. The Ben Lashri says, transferring all kinds of harmful, contagious diseases to the next person. That's why, by the way, Rebel Yoshev would not kiss directly because he held it was unhygienic. You could get a little close, you could make believe, but to put your mouth on it, no, you shouldn't kiss that way. You should kiss like the Svardim kissed by Vizois HaToira. They point and they kiss their finger. That's how Yaakov kissed Rachel, says the Ben Laashri. He kissed like a Sephardi by Vizois HaToira, not Hasvasholem, like the Ashkenazim. I just thought you might be interested in that one. Okay, anyway, that's five, uh, actually six on the Pasha. Now we're going to do, we have a special share today. We're going to do, and behold, part two. Okay? Here we go. <laughs>